I'm not the house of cards that falls down easily Ooh, I'm strong enough to handle what you throw at me Welcome to Mental Health News Radio. I'm your host, Kristen Sunanta-Walker. Just what are we going to discuss? The intimacy that is mental health. Let's continue to make it as comfortable as discussing brain health or heart health. This show has been on the air for several years and we have amazing co-hosts. And then we created a network of podcasters on mentalhealthnewsradionetwork.com, a place where every possible facet of mental well-being can be talked about openly. My show, after several hundred interviews, the format is this. Intimate, deep, funny, touching, sometimes uncomfortable, but always vulnerable conversations with interesting people. The goal is to have you, our listening family, many of you who have become my good friends, feel as though you are listening in on private conversations. Thank you for tuning in and becoming part of this amazing journey with me and now with our network of podcasters. Just knowing this podcast might be helping any of you realize you are not alone on this journey called being a human being makes doing this podcast worth every second. Hey everyone, Kristen Sinanta Walker here, and I am so excited about this guest um, that we have on right now. This guest, as if I'm now talking like this person isn't right here on the line with us. But anyway, (laughs) Dr. Susan Spicer, thanks so much for agreeing to come on the show. Thank you so much, Kristen. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, and you've listened to other shows, and that's wonderful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Just so you all listeners know, um, Susan is a licensed psychologist and she specializes in forensic neuropsychology, clinical hypnosis and trauma based therapy. But you are also the founder and president of a company called Brainwave Technologies. And that is just really exciting. (laughs) Yes, that's correct. It is exciting. Yes. So how what is this a new, this is a new venture that you're doing? Why did you do this? What, what's, what's the story behind this company? Yes, it's a very new venture and I'm very excited about it. Um, I've utilized my education in clinical psychology um, and my experience to really merge the field of neuroscience with clinical hypnosis. I am a musician and a recording artist, so I do produce the music on these audios and I do the voiceover. And Mm -hmm. I also use something really fascinating called a binaural microphone and took it all over the United States and Canada to record really exquisite, really beautiful sounds of nature. So I use my audios. Yeah, it's really fascinating. I use my audios um, to really improve wellness in all areas of life, to promote health and vitality, and also to reduce clinical symptoms of depression, anxiety, insomnia, trauma, and many other disorders. You know, I was reading about how it's playing, the the beats or something is playing in in different ears while Mm -hmm. this is going on, and you don't know, you you know, can't really hear that happening, but it is happening. What is that doing to your your brain and how does that enhance well-being to have that happening? Yes, that's a great question. That's called binaural beat technology. And we all have um, natural brainwave patterns in our brain, right? The natural, internal, biological, neurochemical rhythms in our brain. And our brainwave patterns change when we're doing things like relaxing or problem solving or sleeping. And at any given time, one of those brainwave patterns is dominant. So when you listen to music with a binaural beat pattern underneath it, whether it's an alpha beat, theta beat, 
delta B. What it does is it takes your brainwave pattern to that level. So, mm-hmm. for instance, if you want to relax and you're, you're coming home for a long day, a long day at work and you're really stressed and you want to sit down and meditate and relax, you might choose some brainwave music, say a theta beat pattern underneath it or an alpha beat, so that it takes your brainwave to that deeper level of relaxation. And in doing so, you can reach um, a deep level of meditation. You can practice self-hypnosis. You can practice relaxation and focused awareness. And um, so by using these kind of beats underneath music, um, your your brain perceives the beat. You may or may not hear it, but whether you hear it or not, it's still working. And it, it's a great way to achieve a deep, deep level of meditation in a matter of minutes. I have a lot of patients who really struggle. Like, I try to meditate, but I can't because my brain goes here. I think about the kids. I think about work. I think about soccer practice or whatever. But if you use brainwave music, it takes your, you know, your brainwave pattern right there and you can achieve a deeper level. Um, in a matter of minutes. Mm. You know, I, I did this um, boot camp for a week. Uh, it was a brain training thing and they took part of it was they put me in a room and they put this sort of uh, used to, it looked like the old fashioned uh, things that when we would get our hair quote unquote frosted and they'd pull your oh, hair yeah. through uh-huh. the little holes. It kind of looked like that kind of a cap, but it had all yeah. these little things attached to it. And the music that they played, they were recording, of course, what my brain waves were doing while I was listening to this music. And it had to be that kind of music that you're talking about because I would be listening right. to it and my brain would be going to a certain place. And right. then all of a sudden the music would have this huge or not huge, but this subtle shift. And it was almost like my my brain wanted to keep going with the music. Right. And it would make a shift. And that's what they were recording was, you know, wh- when that's happening. And I thought, well, this isn't meditative, but I'm sure it's doing something. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it's working. It's working. Exactly. Well, I love this because mm-hmm. uh, what this can be done with trauma, I mean, you know, uh, just yeah. unbelievable. So tell us a little yeah. bit about, you know, that, that journey for you of why it was important for you to do this and, yeah. what, you know, what do you understand yourself personally about trauma, trauma and how this helps people? Yeah, I really created this um, company out of my own personal history of trauma. Um, as a licensed psychologist, I can use my education to help people. But it's my life experiences, I think, that makes me really connect to people and understand their perspective and where they're coming from. When I sit across from a patient who has suffered trauma or has suffered loss or grief, um, I can relate because I've been through these things myself. Um, When I created Brainwave Technologies, I was recovering um, from some pretty significant traumas in my life. I had two people very close to me uh, commit suicide. Mm, one was in, yeah, one was in 2012, another was in 2014. Um, I had the unfortunate experience of witnessing these events. Mm. So um, yeah, and so I hit a financial crisis. Um, was you know trying to get through grad school and was traumatized, and also trying to figure out where I was going to live, how I was going to support myself while I was recovering from trauma. Right. So it was really a very very difficult, intensely painful period of my life. And throughout my own recovery, I utilized brainwave music to promote my own psychological healing. I did what every traumatized person should do, and that's I went to therapy, right? But I also utilized brainwave music every day 
and I utilize visualization, affirmations, meditation, journaling, and I realized, I kept saying to myself, why are these things happening to me? There are a whole series of really bad traumatic things, and I kept saying, what is the purpose of this in my life? Why is this happening? And when I meditated, the answer that came to me was that I was supposed to use these experiences to help other people. And once I figured that out, it just became a process of, you know, sitting down and writing the audios, writing the narrative, recording the music. I just poured my heart into it. And when I tested it out with my patients, they said to me, wow, this is phenomenal. I've been in therapy before. I've done these other things before, but this works. And so for me, it was really gratifying to be able to take my pain and my life experience and really use it to help other people. Um, and that's I'm been already, my motivation. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm getting a subscription like the minute that we're done doing this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. So what kinds yeah. of, um, I mean, I can only imagine. First, I want to tell you a story and see what you think about this. Because yeah. I yeah. obviously don't have the scholastic background you do, but I certainly understand, you know, going through traumatic. I had early childhood trauma. Sorry, listeners, yeah. heard that a million times, but um, they all know it already. But I had was going to go take a trip and I had just, I was getting out of, or I was out of a very psychologically abusive relationship and oh. um, I'm definitely trauma bonded with this person. And I went on a trip and that person was in my head the whole time I was on this trip, of course. Right. And I had also, my father had just passed. So that made it even just re even more um, profound, but I, right. I, I didn't, no one told me to do this, I don't think, or maybe they did. I don't remember, but I recorded some music. I think it was monks chanting or something. And oh, I recorded, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I recorded my own voice saying, I was very particular about saying, Kristen, you are a lovely, loving human being. And I, and I, you know, and I don't know what I'm doing with music, yeah. <laughs> but I, oh, I lowered the on. sound. Okay. I lowered the sound mm -hmm. enough to where I, barely it was almost imperceptible that I could hear what I was saying and I listened to this music and I did that this whole trip because I was just desperate to hear right. and um and it did help me but you know what I noticed that it did is um it it kind of it supercharged some other areas of growth in my life that I don't know that I necessarily oh. was ready for because mm -hmm. of the state I was in and you know, maybe a therapist would have said, maybe not quite do that, Kristen, you know, but mm -hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't asking a therapist at the time. So, but I thought it was interesting how much it helped sort of rewire where, where my brain was going and stuff. So what do you, what are your thoughts about that kind of thing? Absolutely. That is so powerful. I love the fact that you took the initiative to do that. You understood innately what you needed to hear and what you needed to do, and you took action. That is um, the sign of a survivor. So that's mm -hmm. very, very powerful that you did that. I do something very similar with my patients. Just did it yesterday with one of my patients. I have them take their smartphone and record in their smartphone, good morning, today's going to be a great day. Mm -hmm. uh, today's going to be a day full of opportunity and um, abundance. And today I'm going to experience joy and feel joy and choose joy. So the fact that you did that was amazing. And you used the music and your voice and you worked it together to create a little vehicle of healing. And I think that 
that's really powerful. Even that you did it low because you get a little bit of the subliminal, right? You hear the music, right. but yet you hear your voice. And in working together, it, it really, when you hear your own voice saying things like that, it really is pretty powerful. And it really cements the fact that, hey, I can do this. I can empower myself. I right. can use this experience to grow. Um, and leaving a trauma-bonded relationship and having your dad die, you know, very close in proximity, that's a whole lot of grief and loss oh, all at God. once. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's amazing that you did that. And um, and you're right. It does um, kind of catapult other areas of healing. It does. I wasn't quite yeah. ready, ready for them, which was interesting. I was like, this is some powerful stuff here. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well, I think, too, yeah. we don't, the hearing of your own voice thing, like you said, we don't, um, are the voices in our head telling us that we're awful and that you know we're ashamed right. and all those things went to have you say loving things to and about yourself and hearing your right. own voice do it has to be quite quite a powerful tool and then I, I can imagine with the music that you do and having that I understand enough about EMDR and how because I've done yeah. it where you know the little pods I don't know what they're called are in each hand and right they're mm -hmm. vibrating at different times and the light is going and I'm watching um, and I'm being asked questions. So I, I, I did do EMDR and it was wonderful. I know that you, you utilize it as well. I do. I utilized it. I was an EMDR patient throughout my trauma healing. And then I also became trained in EMDR and I use it with my patients. Mm. Yeah. It is very powerful. Um, and it, and it's the thoughts. EMDR gets to the root of the trauma because it gets to the cognition behind the trauma. You know, we have 70,000 thoughts every day. So that 70,000 opportunities to either boost your self-esteem or tear yourself down. Right. So if you can identify the negative thoughts and say, okay, uh, what's the evidence that you can't make it? What's the evidence that you're not capable? What's the evidence? That, that you're a failure, right? And quite often you find there is no evidence. So you replace right. that with a positive thought. I am strong. I am empowered. I can make it. I'm a survivor. I'm a good person. I'm a great mom. I'm a great employee. And you replace those as positive thoughts. Mm, I love that. Yeah. How do you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a little bit off track, but I promise I'll wind it back to to what you're talking about. Something that's been on the minds of a lot of our listeners, and it's been on my mind, uh, and also on our program director, Melanie Van, on her mind as well, is, you know, when you are a survivor of trauma, mm -hmm. um, you can get kind of, you can get to a place, it's wonderful that you survived, absolutely. Right. But you can get to a place where you just, you know how to be a survivor, and that's it. Oh, you don't really absolutely. know how to right and um and that's a whole other thing and so I it, wonder you know with what anyway you go you go what do you think about that yeah <laughs> it is a whole other thing and that's a, that's a topic that's very near and dear to my heart on my blog um brainwave-technologies.com I have I have a blog on there about healing from trauma I know, I know, no one likes commercials, but seriously, folks, without the help from these organizations, we could not stay on the air. Please give a shout out to zencharts.com. If you're a mental health or addiction treatment center, you'll want to use their EHR. It's gorgeous, and they're just good people. And also MyGenetics, M-Y-G-E-N-E-T-X.com, because knowing your genetic code empowers your mental health treatment. 
And lastly, copenotes.com. We love getting positive messages right to our phones every day from Johnny Crowder. He's the lead singer of Prison, a heavy metal band sharing their music about suicide prevention, addiction recovery, and mental health. See, that was painless. Support them as they support us. Back to the show. Most clinicians think that there are three stages in healing through trauma. Um, I've added a fourth stage, which I believe is what we call post-traumatic growth. So after the trauma, after you've gotten through the pain and you've healed, if you achieve level four post-traumatic growth, then you can look back and say, you know what, I wouldn't trade that because it made me who I am. And yes, it was horrible while I was going through it, but now I'm a better and different person because of it. And I can use my experience now to create a better life for myself, for my children, for my family, or I can use these experiences to create a better life for other people. I can be an advocate, you know, for, um, like you said, in a bad relationship, I can be an advocate for women who are victims of domestic violence, for example, Mm -hmm. or um, for those who have lost loved ones, you can be an advocate, you can teach and educate others. So I think that we can heal from trauma fully and completely, but the healing is not about forgetting because you'll never forget what happened. But it's about making that story part of your life story, not the life story, mm-hmm. right? When you're in the midst of a trauma, it is your life story. It's like this is, you can't get, you, sometimes you can't get out of the story. You get stuck. You keep talking yeah. about it. You keep processing it. But when you reach stage four of post-traumatic growth, you can look back and say, this is my life story. You know, it, it spans 30, 40, 50 years my life story is no longer just that little piece. It includes all these pieces. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it does take a whole different set of, of tools uh, to do right. that. And we've, we've talked a lot about, well, okay, if you were raised in a relatively healthy, you know, environment, uh, you have certainly had your issues and what have you, but your, your parents were thrivers and then you have something, you know, something happen that puts you into trauma, a life thing that can happen. Right. As someone who was raised with thrivers and, and you did live that in that space for part of your childhood, it's easier to go get out of survival mode at some point from the, whatever traumas happened and go into this life of thriving because it, it was right. part of your life earlier. I always think about, though, the people that were raised by survivors, and right. so that's all they know, and um, and then they also had serious and severe early childhood trauma. It's That's a right. whole other road, because you really don't know, I don't even, you know, I mean, I'm not saying I don't, I know now, but... I, I, at times I didn't even know what being a thriver meant. I just looked at other people oh. being happy and was like, how do they do that? Right. You know? Right. So That's I wonder, definitely. yeah, I wonder with, you know, what you're doing now, is this something that could be tailored to people who really want to get past that necessary That's- place of living in survival mode and really go into this, I am a thriving person. Right. I agree. And and it's taking the steps. It's going through EMDR, for example, or Mm -hmm. working with a therapist, finding a supportive network. Um, But people, people absolutely can. I have an audio that I saw on my website called um, Healing Trauma and Adversity. And so I I do take the, the person through all the different steps of healing 
and I have a little guided meditation that I do where you, you meet your inner child and you meet mm. your, your former self and you heal and recover. Um, so I, I do believe that people fully can heal. You've got to first become safe, you know, and stabilize yourself and then come to terms with the traumatic memories and then go through the reconnection and integration of redefining yourself in regards to meaningful relationships. And so the trauma is no longer a driving force in your life. And then, as I said earlier, it's the last stage of post-traumatic growth is where you say, yep, I wouldn't change it. I mean, who I am. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. When we, I'm, I'm reading some of the things that, um, that were sent over to me and I love, obviously living in a space of gratitude is, is an amazing thing, yeah. but um, being able to recover the inevitable things that are going to happen in life that are hurts, <laughs> not right. necessarily a trauma, but a hurt, a betrayal of some kind or whatever, because those things happen. I wonder what, you know, how much not easier, but what well, maybe easier or more soothing it is for your system if you had this kind of, you know, what it is that you do if you were playing that as a you're telling yourself I I deserve to hear this healing music and do this for myself so that's an act of self-care right there and then also just maybe making right. that road of of feeling um betrayed and heartbroken a little right. bit easier because of listening to this and working on your brain waves mm-hmm. yeah I agree yeah yeah absolutely so Talk to us about read to lead, mining the wealth in books. What do you mean by that statement? Oh, I mean that the, the world, some of the world's most um, successful entrepreneurs um, read on a daily basis. You know, they read um, for information. They read about their industries. They read about um, their um, com- competition. They read about um, their marketing. And so I think we should always be on a path of, of self-growth. You know, when it comes to learning um, different parts of ourselves and how we can better who we are, reading, read to lead, I think is a very powerful, um, very, very powerful tool. You know, there's a lot of famous um, leaders such as Bill Gates and Warren Buffett, you know, Warren Buffett being one of the most successful investors in the yes. world because he spends five to six hours a day reading five newspapers. And yeah. Bill Gates, the world's richest man, says he reads 50 books a year. And he says that reading is still the main way that he learns both new things and tests his understanding. Mm. So I think that, that reading is a great way to create a path, a lifelong path to learning. And there are different, you know, t- techniques that we can do to stick with that habit, you know, making <laughs> it a concentrated effort, you know, setting aside a certain amount of time per day helps, you know, and, and utilizing short articles instead of saying, well, I'm going to read this entire you know, 400 page book. Well, start with something shorter, you know. Right. Exactly. I know. Or so we've become this soundbite society, you know, I don't want to, you know, like I want to, not magazines are even too long to read now for a lot of people, you know, right. It's it's down to a meme. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) They're reading for the day, which I, I I can get like that too. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) I agree. I wonder too, a question for you where since, you know, so much about audio and sound is, is an important piece of your work and of your personal growth. We, we have people that ask us, and this is just for our network and the listeners of the network, 
since I have this time to pick your brain, a specialist in this mm -hmm. area, you know, why podcasting? Why, how is it different than video? It's not more or less than video and people, you know, of course there's a huge market for people watching on YouTube and wanting to see right. that visual piece. But for me, I, I don't know why, but there is something so soothing about yeah. just focusing on someone's voice, having this intimate conversation, and I'm not kind of distracted by anything visual. It's the one, when I do these interviews, it's the one time of my day where I am so completely present. Oh, right. It's and that's true. why I think I'm addicted to it. And I love it because I do five shows a week, um, sometimes even more. And uh, I've learned so much from all of these amazing people I interview like you. But I have a hard time answering from any kind of technical standpoint, you know, why the audio piece is, is in a different profound way of, of um, I, mm -hmm. you know, of listening to things. So what do you think about that? I, I agree that there's a big advantage, you're right, to having um, an audio podcast as opposed to video. It's more intimate. It can be more intimate and more personal, as you said. Um, you're not distracted by the video. One of the main things that I think makes podcasts attractive is the convenience. You can listen to a podcast on your commute, and that's a very productive use of your time, right? You can put it on your um, your radio and listen to it while you're driving to work. You can listen to a podcast on your iPad while you're running at the gym or you're running outside or working out. You can have it with you. It's very convenient. You can stop it and start it and make sure you get all the information or rewind it if you need to. I think all those things make podcasts very attractive. And you've seen a, a great explosion, I, I think, in the last several years of um, really informative, really powerful podcasts that really improve people's lives in a number of ways. I know I had someone, she's going to laugh when she hears this. I said, <laughs> you, why don't you go to therapy? I mean, come on, you know, and she goes, I don't need to. I listen to your show. And she was kidding. But oh, I was like, oh, oh. I said, honey, uh, 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 no, <laughs> you need to go get your own therapy because I, no one needs to walk my road. I am not an example of how you should do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, listening to therapeutic and informative podcasts can definitely be one component of healing for sure. Yeah. Yeah. A yeah, absolutely. 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 Yeah. It's certainly been so the favorite thing of my life. Like really yeah. and now a new favorite thing is that I have a horse that I'm working with. Oh. That's a whole other level of woo, right. connection. That's and, exciting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that audio piece, that's why I love, you know, what you do with the music. I can see myself sitting in my mm -hmm. meditation chair, listening to the oh, music, yeah. going through a guided meditation yeah. and really yeah. um, using that to start and, and end my day as a, as a wonderful self-care gift. Yes. I think it's so important to use it to end your day that I created sleep headphones to use so you can listen to audios while falling asleep and you can listen to them in bed because I think that transition from sleep to wakefulness is so important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, talk, so talk I created about the headphones. Some, what do they, what, yeah. how, how, what do they work with? Well, what they do, they're a soft fleece headband that have two earbuds built in and they're flat earbuds. So you can lay down on them and they don't hurt. You know, you can't oh. fall asleep with earbuds in your ears, right? And you can't wear big headphones on your head when you sleep. But a sleep headphone like the ones I have created are soft. It's just like wearing a headband. 
And so you plug it in to your smartphone. You download either my audios or other audios or podcasts that you want to hear, and you plug your phone in, and you can lay down, put it on loop, and you can fall asleep, like the sound of ocean waves or the sound of binaural beat music or a podcast that you find relaxing, or even the sound of your own voice saying, I'm so proud of you. You had such a wonderful day. You created a day of meaning and and, and abundance, and now you're going to fall asleep naturally and effortlessly and have a beautiful night. And even hearing something like that at night, you know, while you're laying down and getting ready to go to sleep. So I I just, that's why I designed these headphones, because I thought, wow, these are really fascinating. You know, my patients can use them, you know, while they while they sleep, while they exercise, while they meditate, and they're comfortable to lay on. You know? Oh, I know right where they're going. I'm, as soon as we're done, I'm buying them, yeah. and they're going to go up my meditation space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're great for meditation, yeah. yeah. Wow, how, how yeah. exciting. Did you ever think when you you know got into this as a career that you would end up creating this kind of a company? You know, it, it's funny because I, I probably know. I probably wouldn't have thought, but looking back, it makes total sense. Because I've been a fan of brainwave music for 25 years. Mm. And I've been a fan of brainwave music when brainwave music was recorded on eight tracks and cassette tapes. <laughs> so you're my age. Got it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so when you think of all the technology now, it's taken us so far that you can actually wear, you know, you, we don't have Walkmans anymore. We have yeah. these fancy iPods you can wear. But um, so I guess it does make sense. I kind of feel like I have come full circle because I've always been fascinated in, about the brain. And I've loved brainwave music, used it off and on for 20 years, and then a lot when I went through my own trauma. So I guess I it makes perfect sense that that's how I ended up creating this. But um, funny yeah, how you're already you know, a busy, you're already a busy woman. <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah, but it's funny how when we put our thoughts out there, the universe kind of responds by putting us right where we need to be. Right, a lot yep. like the way you created your podcast. It's like, would you ever have thought this would be your career? And it's like, when there's a need, and when you have a healthy intention to help others, mm-hmm. I think that the universe answers in kind and said, Kristen, we need you to create this podcast. The same way they said to me, Susie, you need to create these audios. And I yeah. think when you follow your heart and you do what you believe is right to help others, that you're you're always going to go in the right direction. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, it's so true. Good, good for you. Well, Susan, yeah. it's been such a pleasure. I'm so glad that Melanie found you and yeah. said, Kristen, you have to interview this person. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Please tell our listeners again where they can go to um, find out about your music and the headphones and all that. Okay. Yeah. All my music, my audios, my headphones and eBooks are on my website. It is www.brainwave-technologies.com. So that's plural brainwave-technologies.com. Or so if you Google Susan Spicer or Susan Spicer brainwave technologies, you can find me. Mm, Fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. I appreciate it. <laughs> and thank you to our <laughs> listeners for tuning in yet again to another edition of Mental Health News Radio. Thanks so much for listening to Mental Health News Radio. Our podcast can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and hundreds of other podcast apps. 
or you can visit our website at mentalhealthnewsradio.com. If you have a question or would like to be a guest, become a podcaster on our network, or join the amazing organizations that help keep us on the air, please email us at info at mhnrnetwork.com. Get ready for that special goodbye from our resident therapy dog, Miles, and a special thanks to Emily Sohn for letting us use her incredible song, Cordial, for our podcast music. Listen to the full song on SoundCloud at emily.sonne. Don't be surprised when I don't hate on you. After all, we promised we'd be cordial sometimes.